Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Donald Trump and one of his sons have been defending a former social media influencer who has a history of posting some of the most offensive, racist, and anti-Semitic tweets we have ever seen. CNN's Andrew Kaczynski uh, dug deep into this one. Andrew, great work as always. What'd you find? Yeah, that's right. Both Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. have been defending and praising a man with a history of racist and anti-Semitic tweets who was convicted in March of interfering in the 2016 election. His name is Douglas Mackey. He went by the pseudonym Ricky Vaughn on Twitter. That's where he posted this meme, uh, where which prosecutors said suggested that people vote for Hillary Clinton by text. They say at least 40, uh, 4,900 people texted this number. Now, Mackey and the Trumps uh, have sort of claimed this is a joke that no reasonable person would believe. But prosecutors allege this is part of a much more sinister plot to deprive people of their right to vote. Donald Trump is claiming this is an example of Joe Biden's Justice Department going after his supporters for attacking their free speech. Take a listen to this. Crooked Joe and his henchmen have tried to shut down free speech with a massive government censorship operation to silence their critics. They're putting Douglas McKay in jail for sharing a joking meme about Hillary Clinton seven years ago. Nobody ever heard of anything like that. And Andrew, there's more to it than just the text-to-vote scheme, right? Mackey was notorious for posting anti-Semitic and these offensive racist memes. What can you tell us? Yeah, that's right. And what's so interesting is he was prosecuted or investigated by Trump's own Justice Department. He was charged just one week into Biden's new administration. And the content that he shared on his uh, Twitter account was some of the most racist, anti-Semitic content that we've seen. He regularly used the N-word where he called black people feral. He shared anti-Semitic propaganda that was reminiscent uh, of Nazi Germany. There was a post where he joked about having uh, a cake baked that said, gas uh, the Jews. Mackey's attorney tells us that he regrets the tone and substance of these posts. He said they don't reflect uh, his current view or the person he's been the last several years, but they did tell us that he is grateful that Trump uh, and his son and thousands across the political spectrum. So the immigration <laughs> issue is a real thing. The question I have, though, is is inflation is cooling. I mean, if you look at gas prices, they're going down. They're around three bucks a gallon in the in the Washington, D.C. area, Maryland and Virginia. I suspect it uh, fluctuates depending on where you are around the country, but generally coming down, people aren't feeling that enough just yet. It's a, that it? yeah. it's a bubble. It's a bubble. People, look, 
what I, what I have discovered in doing my polling in Europe, in the UK, and here, <clears throat> is what matters is how many months people have been struggling to deal with inflation. And each month they get madder and madder about it, as long as their, their wages are trailing prices. And they're, they're grumpy still, right now. They're still three, look, <laughs> got out of the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> they are three, it's 3% higher than it was yeah. uh, when Biden came in <clears throat> in, the last, in the last six months. Uh, there has been a decline in disposable income. So the, the context is you have, to, you have to start there. Inflation is like 30 points higher than the next problem. And you can't, you know, what the president currently doing is his tweets always start with, we're making progress, and then he mentions prices. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you look at his ads aimed at black voters, it's mainly trying to convince them they're doing a good job. But that's not where they are. They are, not, they are losing ground every month and anger about it. But then you have, to, you have to stop. You have to say, what's the main problem? How do you, you, know, how do you deal with the first problem, which is... And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 19th of December, year of our Lord, 2023. It's almost Christmas. So I gave you a Christmas present. Jim Acosta. God, we haven't played him forever. And we're about to do awards for Brian Seltzer. But since Christmas is coming, and I'm not getting fat because I'm still trying protein drinks. I'm trying all sorts of shit. Nothing's working. I'm still finding myself losing weight, but it's because I'm working out like crazy. I sent my brother a present, and uh, I make uh, Bluetooth classic radios. So I got them. I put a good speaker, and this is, you know, it's very inexpensive. You want to try this, you just literally go buy old radios because we collected them, so I had a bunch. And then we found a estate sale and bought like eight. And then my wife's very artistic, so she painted them and, or polished them. And then I would do the insides where if the AM, FM worked, you kept it in and you patched into the speaker. Or in most cases, it was AM, FM, but it's low band. It's not as big as it used to be, or it is now. So you don't have that many channels in that range. There was only a few range, you know, I think it was five, 500 to 800. It didn't go to what we have now, 1600. Um, well, you just got the shit. Because nobody listens to AM radio. Nobody listens to radio, let's be honest. And you put a good speaker that I found at garage sales. I found Bose speakers. I found... Uh, a blau punk. I used a sound bar, yanked the pieces out, and shoved one of my sisters because it's big. But my brother, Matt O, I found a Firestone radio from the 50s. Bakelite, original, in great condition. And I researched all the ways to make this. And people charge $200, 250 because they spent a lot of money and they solder and everything. Well, I found this little unit and it's literally all encased. It has an amplifier. It's not big. It's like 50 watts, very small. But you're listening to podcasts or the radio. It's a small radio, so it's not that big. And it has everything in it. With speaker out. You just screw in speaker wires. And you don't have to solder. It has a little switch, and you can incorporate it in the radio or stick it out the side, which is what we did on most of them because they didn't fit or the, the padding to try to make it. It just is a pain in the ass. Even with glue, it just was really hard to do. <clears throat> and then you have this classic radio that you can sit anywhere. It looks beautiful, and you can listen to radio or podcasts or what have you, Christmas music. Um, 
And so I made it for my brother and sister. And then I had a really expensive gift that I've had forever, but it's something he was going to use, and I sent it to him. Because he's one of us, we all go, well, damn, so I spent a lot of money. I got to spend some money, too. But he didn't have to. It was super sweet and sent something to my wife that we don't know what it is. She's going to open on Christmas. And my little brother sent me this. Now, you know, I'm a grown-ass man. And granted, I've been going through some stuff. I'm not the happiest dude I used to be. I have a lot of issues. I'm not going to say I don't. I've been sick for a long time. It mentally fucks you up. This shit made me cry. I've wanted this as long as I can remember. I mean, I've always wanted this. I mean, you heard me bitch about giving up my Jeep and giving up my boat, and those things bother me. I didn't want them as much as I wanted this helmet. And I know it's silly, but I always wanted a real Oregon Duck football helmet. And I was going to watch it during games and still be able to eat through the face mask. And he got me a real one. I took the cheek pads out because my beard gets stuck. So I got the cheek pads out, but this fits. And this is the Christmas present he sent me. This is like every Christmas of my childhood in one object. I mean, and he remembered. That's how sweet this gift is. It's not just that it's this. This is awesome. But my little brother remembered that's something I always wanted. I mean, I've always wanted this. And I wanted this one. I didn't want the ones with the wings on the back and all that shit. I mean, they're cool. But they're like $1,500 for a fucking object you're going to sit on a shelf. That's fucking stupid. Plus, you don't even know it's an Oregon. I always just wanted the O. Just the O. Not the old U of O. I got those stickers, the ones that actually go on the helmet. I had it on my Jeep. I had them on my truck. I put them on for years. You just get them on eBay. But it's cute. But that helmet, that's iconic. That was the beginning of Oregon Ducks being the Oregon Ducks. We were no longer the Ducks. We were a football team. We actually started playing and beating teams. And yeah, it's major. So I want to start the show with the greatest Christmas present I've ever gotten, nor ever will. Fuck a Red Ryder BB gun kid from Christmas Story. I got an Oregon Duck hat, helmet. I, I got an Oregon Duck helmet. Fuck yeah. So for Matt, you sent me a sweat uh, zip-up Oregon Duck fleece years ago, and I've never thrown it out because you sent it to me, and it meant a lot. And you sent me socks one year. So yesterday, I went the fuck outside with the helmet, the fleece jacket, and the socks. I don't give a fuck I look like a little kid. Don't give a fuck. Don't care. Judge me. It was awesome. So I love you, bro. That was super nice. So going to do a kind of off the wall thing i'm going to cover two songs today for my wife she's into the killers and i've never listened to this shit but i gotta admit mm, not bad kind of peppy a little bit of tiktok a little bit of woke so the next thing is the brian seltzer awards which uh yeah this guy's a tool too um let me see where we're at these are i haven't got to it where's maybe i don't i didn't know okay. Yeah, there's one. Hold on. I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm really fucked up. Um, here it is. Memorial Award for Worst Quote of the Year. So the winner 
is the only thing that stood between him, Donald Trump, and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whatever he allowed to imprison, execute, drive from the country. Joe Scarborough. The runner-up is Joy Reid, and the second runner-up is Joy, um, Joy Reid, and the third runner-up is MSNBC, and the honorable mention is Vanity Fair. So, uh, that time of year of reviewing how fucked up everything's been, and we start with the Brian Seltzer Memorial Award, because let's be honest, there is no more Brian Seltzer. He doesn't exist, and life is so much better. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. The only, again, the only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. Lots of people who are perfectly happy with black people being murdered on a regular basis. Let's be honest, like they're happy to see black people be killed. And it or, or bare minimum, I think the most charitable interpretation is black people being killed to them, to politicians like Ron DeSantis, to politicians like Cameron in Kentucky. Black people being killed is just the cost of doing American business. Now, if you have a heart. What happened to the 29-year-old father, skateboarder, FedEx driver, and amateur photographer should outrage you. It should shock and disgust you, as should the so-called brothers who chose to behave like a little blue gang rather than as black men. But it damn sure shouldn't surprise you. What happened to Tyree Nichols was as American as apple pie. I want this to be really clear. There has not been a more destructive force in the American jurisprudence in the last 30 years than Clarence Thomas's wife. They, they are the most destructive force in American jurisprudence. Those two, together, they form like a Voltron of evil. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever He's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. The only, again, the only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy. Oh, all sorts of fucked up. Yep, that's that. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me at all. So, uh, Newsbuster Podcast. Let's start a few things. Got a little Christmas shirt on. I'm sure I'll do a podcast for them. Oh, I just skipped all sorts of shit. Uh, Fox Poll. What is this one? Yeah, fuck that. Fox Poll. Uh, Trump 69, DeSantis 12. Haley. Yeah, that's Trump 50, DeSantis, Biden, Haley. Here's the deal. Um, if you believe that Joe Biden is not going to win, you're smoking crack. We've already been down this road. They're going to steal this shit. And by that, I mean steal by they're going to do mail-in voting. 
They're going to make people vote. They're going to ballot harvest. They're going to shove it in. He's going to get $85 million, and you know it's going to be bullshit. Nobody, um, nobody, yeah, nobody believes that shit. Oh, nobody. Nobody. This is uh, that woo from Boston. Uh, Cliff Noakes. I'm doing Cliff Notes today, making a shorter podcast. Literally, it's literally, which is literally in Italy, she had a only people of color Christmas party. And then when she got caught doing it, it was like, well, what's the problem? Well, the problem is that's fucking racist. So she said, we're going to have other ones, but this one's this one, and nothing's going to happen. Liz McGill was was practiced. The right really wanted to get Claudia Claudine Gay. These mostly bogus plagiarism charges. The reality is it's all true. The actual lady who did it is black. And guess what? Uh, nothing's going to happen. I wanted to cover this, that they're going to flood the tunnel of salt water and, and everybody's saying it's fucking horrible. But I just watched a video and I'm not covering Hamas because I'm so fucking sick of Hamas. I just don't want to hear about the conflict. I'm, I'm done. I'm just done. We've done too much of it. The reality is I saw a video the other day of a motherfucker driving a car down the shit. These are like North Korean tunnels under the DMZ where they have old divisions. It's serious shit. And if you don't think that Hamas is bad, there's a video I watched on on um, uh, Shapiro of the UN stuff from Qatar or Kuwait coming in and Hamas was on top of guns and they stole it all. So people aren't getting shit. So it's a mess. Which brings us to a few little tidbits. And then we get into the main story and you know what it's about. It's like butt sex in the White House and I'm just bringing it up because you know what? If it was the other way around, it would be fucked up. So... I'm just going to play three in a row. Number one's about the guy uh, hitting the, whatchamacallit, and it got dropped. The car running into the motorcade got dropped because the driver was black. So we're not covering it. Arizona, an issue about a sexual predator, and he's uh, illegal, but we're going to act like we don't know that. And then the impeachment probe, um, MSDNC. It's... We're going to cover it later because this one's about, well, it's screwing up Biden's great economy. And I'm still trying to figure, where is that? Because I sure the fuck don't see it. Now to that collision involving President Biden's motorcade, a car crashing into a parked SUV that was part of the president's motorcade near his campaign headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware. Our senior White House correspondent, Selena Wang, has the latest on that. Good morning, Selena. Hey, Lindsay, good morning. That was a scary moment, but President Biden is safe after that car crashed into a part of the president's motorcade. Overnight, a security scare for President Biden, a car slamming into an SUV that was part of the president's motorcade, just as Biden was leaving his campaign headquarters in raining Wilmington, Delaware. Mr. President, you can see in the video, the president just finished answering a question from a reporter, then a loud crash. Biden stopping in his tracks, clearly startled as the sedan crashes into the vehicle, protecting the rest of the motorcade. Secret Service agents rushing the president into his SUV, where the first lady was already waiting. Neither were injured. Officers surround the sedan that rammed into the motorcade, the driver putting his hands up. Police say investigators are working to determine if driver impairment was a factor. Sources say it appears there was no ideological motivation behind the crash. 
And Secret Service says that the president's motorcade left without any problems and that there is no further threat related to that crash. The White House says both the president and first lady are fine. Robin. To another campus now, and tonight the FBI is now on the case after several attempted abductions, all of them involving young women being followed at the University of Arizona. Here's ABC's Doreen Shaw tonight. Tonight, the University of Arizona on edge after the attempted abductions of three female college students in the last week. UAPD is enhancing its patrol capabilities. We're working hard to saturate the campus within the area and outside the area. The three incidents taking place within a mile of the Tucson campus repeating a similar pattern, a man following the women in his car. One victim attacked from behind, screaming before the suspect fled. A second woman reporting being followed by that vehicle. The third woman groped, but able to get away. All of the victims described the suspect as a man 30 to 40 years old, around six feet tall, with a medium heavy set build and close cropped hair. Police say he is driving an early 2000s dark blue Toyota Camry or Corolla with tinted windows and Arizona plates. Authorities urging students to take precautions while the suspect is on the loose. I won't be around by myself or I'll have to be on the phone with somebody that's like nearby. And David, the FBI is helping local officials offering to process any evidence at Quantico to help develop leads on the suspect as quick. The backdrop, of course, to all of this is inflation is easing, according to the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. All the economic indicators are really looking strong. Uh, strong in a good way, not strong in a, in a dangerously inflationary way, but the voters don't seem to be picking up on that. Yeah, Andrew, you make a couple good points in that question. Let me get to the first, which is specifically the president's reaction to that impeachment inquiry. The White House posting a statement from President Biden late yesterday where he described this as a baseless political stunt. We'll put it up there that you can read along and said he wrote, instead of doing anything to help make Americans lives better, they, the Republicans, are focused on attacking me with lies instead of doing their job on the urgent work that needs to be done. They are choosing to waste time on this, again, baseless political stunt that even Republicans in Congress admit is not supported by facts. The president being very critical of those Republicans right now, saying instead of focusing on issues like Ukraine, Israel, and border security, he said Republicans in Congress won't act to help, repeating that multiple times in his statement. And the White House, having spoken to aides to the president earlier today, they are warning about the potential for this to have a real impact on the economy going forward. The economy, as you noted, that is seeing some real strong signs right now with the potential for a government shutdown increasing as the days pass early January obviously is going to be do or die time as it relates to the potential for a shutdown just yesterday on the economy we saw the stock market get to an all-time high a record high and it reminds you of something that Donald Trump posted back in 2019 on then Twitter, now X, he wrote the following. He said, you mean the stock market is at hit an all-time record high today and they're actually talking about impeachment? Well, in fact, that is the case this time around as it relates to President Biden. The stock market is in an all-time high. Donald Trump himself said the stock market would plummet under Joe Biden if he became president. It's in an all-time high, and House Republicans are talking about impeachment right now. As it relates to the economy. All right, you want to start with the big ugly? The pressure on the Capitol Police is likely to be considerable after disclosure of the porn videos. Representative Ocasio-Cortez and Raskin objected that even showing Hunter Biden in a swimsuit in a House hearing might constitute pornographic exposition. Because yes, boys and girls, 
We had people have sex. This this administration, these are just some of the titles for it. Ferris Bueller's Gay Boff, My Booty Guard, Howard's End, Motion to Table, Pork Laden Bill. This one's what cracks me up. Daily Caller didn't have the guts to just say what they were doing, but this timeline wasn't an accident. Important to note, the staffer in the video has acknowledged it, but denies he was a person who said, Free Palestine to Miller. They have done this to the wrong guy. Realize the first pick is cropped in a way that excludes the time. So here's another cap showing the Miller's excuse the person who appears in the revenge porn video of confronting him on Palestine less than an hour before Daily Caller released said video. I'm not, I am not going to link to any of this stuff because Lord knows this guy has been through enough without sharing his name. Just to make a t- tidy thread, here's the video of, sorry for showing my belly, I'm itching like crazy, a Max Miller cheering genocide and replied a tweet from a reporter two days ago that spurred this witch hunt. So what we have is men having sex in, yeah, in the Senate chamber. So, here are two, there's also a check sex child ring that was another liberal, so I'm going to play these back to back. mentioned op-ed there, Kimberly. Uh, if you track this new poll in the Washington, uh, Wall Street Journal, rather, head-to-head, uh, former President Trump is up four points on President Biden. That tracks with what we've seen on other head-to-head polls. Uh, that's the job performance. I'm looking at the head-to-head, uh, former President Trump against President Biden. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing this again and again. And think about it, Brett. Uh, the Democrats' strategy was do all you can to help get Trump elected. Then he'll be, I mean, nominated. Then he'll be hobbled by all of these uh, lawsuits and indictments. Um, and the Democrat will win. Only the problem is, is Joe Biden has governed so far to the left and done such a poor job of management uh, on everything from inflation to national security, uh, you name it, that in the end, his poll numbers are abysmal. And now you've got all of these polls saying Donald Trump can do it. That has helped solidify Republican support around Donald Trump. And you see that in the polls, too, in the primary. Um, He's been inching up, not just in the early states, but in national polls as well. We're going to have to ask you to delete your footage, all of it. She was doing a story. She said they're wanting it to be out in the public. They want more people to know. This is not the time to be doing this because this is to support the two children. But if you want to do pictures or story, then you need to reach out to the attorney or the sheriff's department, wherever they not just come in here and start doing this. Technically, it would be called trespassing for what you're doing without permission. We're under a lot of court order about what we can discuss and what we can't discuss about this thing. We were told that if anybody was here to come here to cause disruption, or a problem, or uh, make a scene, or for media purposes, they were going to be asked to leave. I want to tell the story that happened Why do you here. want to tell a story about this? This is god awful. I think it's important that people know that something well, horrible like this happened already, here. It's already out there. No, no more needs to be known. It's, it's better that people just not know about what happened here today, okay? Or, or through the week, just for the fact that it, it's, it's uncomfortable. To some people, a lot of people 
you know, there's a reason why this isn't a big media blowout, because this is something that is just sick. Believe it or not, I hate to say it, this happens all the time. This is not the first house where people or children were, it's just an uncomfortable situation that people just don't like to talk about. that they took our house. They seized the house, everything inside of it, all of our cars on the property. They took our house because they think there was extra money coming in from somewhere. And we're like in our 30s and we have this big giant house and didn't think we could afford it. I don't need fireworks. I have my own firework. State sees their property. They haven't worked in a year. They're painless. They have nothing. They want to search it because it's the film studio. This video that I have that you possess is a 10-year-old child performing oral sex on an adult. Two young individuals that the defendant and his and William had adopted um, when they were 9, 10, 11 years old that they committed various and numerous times sexual acts against them, including oral sex and um, anal sex. Both in their interviews, William and, and Zachary described bringing the boys down from their bedrooms down, downstairs into their bedroom. So they started on Grinder. His Snapchat friend would create the content with his sons at their home. He had been invited multiple times to partake. He received multiple messages from Zachary to the extent that he said, stand by, I'm going to f*** my son tonight. It wasn't just a one-time occasion. Zach would send him unsolicited messages and statements about what he would do to his son. Did you hear about the case at all? I did not know. I got this through the, uh, the statesellers.net and I didn't see anything about that stated on there. They didn't say anything as we were waiting in line either. When I came in and I saw all of the kids' things, I was like, gosh, wonder what happened. That was my first impression, and I think for most of us it was, because you know something happened. They're young. You can tell that they were young. When you see all these children's toys, what, what was your first impression of that? My kids would go crazy here with all these things and like all the collections and the, all this stuff, they would love it. This is like a kid's dream. If I was a kid, I would be in heaven in this house. It's weird because when we go around the house, we were noticing, we were talking about it. All the cameras are in every corner. So that was a little weird because you don't see cameras usually around the house unless they were paranoid about what they had in here.
I'm talking to people. I mean, what the actual fuck, boys and girls? So in this timeline, we have had... We have fucking had cocaine. Senate staff alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in hearing room is no longer employed. So that just wipes it away. It's, it's like it's gone. But we still don't know about the cocaine. We don't know about anything. Because we don't need to. It's all it's, it's this. A- Aiden Mace Kropazowski is no longer employed. That's our message. Go fuck yourself. Aiden Mace Kropazowski. This has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue as a political agenda. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and I would never disrespect my workplace. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated. I'll be exploring that legal options are available to me in this matter. After the accusation regarding Congressman Max Miller, I have never seen the congressman and had no opportunity to cause or yell to confront him. Here's the deal. Because he's gay, he's going to play the I get away with this because it doesn't fucking matter. Politico handled it like it wasn't there. It, like it didn't matter. And they just let it go. Because he's gay. But if you fucked an intern there that's female, well, goddamn. That's a totally different thing. And if you're conservative... That no, that that's not going to work. We're not going to let that work. That that's not going to work. It's not. So that's that Senate gay scandal scandal stuff. Let's talk about the impeachment. We're just going to play sound bites today because yes, it's not an impeachment because we like Biden. He's got a D behind his name. This started with you not liking Joe Biden and spending a year not finding a crime he committed. It's, it's, it's just like an episode of Law and Order. In the criminal justice system, sometimes you really want someone to have done something bad, even if they probably didn't. So you spend many months and millions of taxpayer dollars on an investigation, but the best you come up with is his son's penis pics. <laughs> now, here's, here's the thing. Hunter Biden said that he's more than willing to answer questions from Congress in an open session so everybody gets to hear the answers but if they did that there would be no way for the republicans to go on fox news later and lie about what hunter said so they said no to cameras inside the hearing and today hunter said okay i'll just talk to all those cameras outside and you know the old man's not the only one with the gift of gab for six years MAGA republicans including members of the house committees who are in a closed door session session right now have impugned my character invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father. Come on, that's not fair, Hunter. They also did it to fundraise. <laughs> no, ultimately, no, I'm angry. Come on. This is me angry. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a very busy Wednesday night. We do begin tonight with the breaking news from Capitol Hill. Just a short time ago, House Republicans voting to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite providing no evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors. They say they need the inquiry to find the evidence. 
Tonight, President Biden's reaction just in here, and it comes just hours after the stunning moment today. The president's son, Hunter Biden, before the cameras, acknowledging personal failures, but saying the House's year-long investigation of him is, quote, all to embarrass and damage his father. Our chief White House correspondent, Barry Bruce, leading us off tonight. Tonight, House Republicans voting unanimously to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden. The move coming just hours after the president's son made a surprise appearance on Capitol Hill. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. For years, Republicans have tried to tie President Biden to his son's business dealings, but have found no concrete evidence of wrongdoing. Hunter Biden, already indicted for failing to pay taxes he has since repaid, today insisting his father did nothing wrong. In the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. House Republicans had subpoenaed him to testify today behind closed doors. But Hunter Biden says if they want to hear from him, it should be in public. They ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father who has devoted his entire public life to service. Tonight, the chair of the Republican Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, says they will hold Hunter Biden in contempt for defying their subpoena. This, though, Jordan himself refused to comply with the subpoena from the January 6th committee. Today, a different tune. Look, Congress asked you to come. You're supposed to come and, uh, and, come and testify. House Republicans have spent a year investigating the Bidens and have come up with nothing on the president. They say formalizing their impeachment inquiry tonight will allow them access to more documents. The White House has chosen this moment to stonewall and resist the legitimate investigative powers of the House. Democrats say it's all a sham less than a year before the election. Donald Trump, the puppet master, has directed extreme MAGA Republicans to launch a political hit job against President Joe Biden. So let's get right to Mary Bruce tonight. Mary, the president responding to all of this just before we came on the air tonight. And David, the president is calling this a baseless political stunt not supported by facts. House Republicans approve an impeachment inquiry into President Biden despite presenting no evidence of wrongdoing by the president. To Capitol Hill now, where House Republicans voted last night to approve a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite presenting no evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors, which is the constitutional standard for impeachment. And there is still no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden, but House Republicans say this is about strengthening their investigations, while Democrats say this is a sham intended to help his Republican rival, Donald Trump. This morning, House Republicans are pushing ahead with an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite finding no evidence of wrongdoing in nearly a year of investigations. Still, he has been under scrutiny by Republicans for his work with companies in Ukraine and China. So far, there's no evidence of the president's involvement. After the vote, President Biden issued a scathing statement saying House Republicans are focused on attacking him with lies instead of making American lives better. Now, some Democratic lawmakers tell me that that contrast... Impeachment inquiry 
I'm joined by Michael Gerhardt. He's a professor at the University of North Carolina Law School, and he's testified at the impeachment hearings of Presidents Clinton, Trump, and Biden. His upcoming book, The Law of Presidential Impeachment, A Guide for the Engaged Citizen, is out next month. Michael Gerhardt, thank you so much for being here. Uh, under former Speaker McCarthy, the House Republicans had already started this impeachment inquiry. You were there testifying about this in September. So what changes with today? What changes with today is nothing insofar as any evidence is concerned. One of the embarrassing things that happened at that last hearing is it, it became obvious to everybody that there was no evidence. Uh, to the extent that you are able to, could you help us understand a little bit of the deliberations that led to that moment yesterday outside the Capitol? W was there any reluctance on the part of Mr. Biden to speak to the public about an issue that is so fraught for his family? You know, he, he's eager to tell his story publicly. And in fact, he was asked by Chairman Comer, the Republican chairman, to testify publicly. Multiple times, Comer said you could do it privately or publicly, and Hunter recognized that they were distorting the public or the private testimony that was taking place and that Republicans would rather have the mystery and the speculation of a closed door hearing than the truth come out and come to light uh, in a public hearing. And so uh, yesterday uh, was Hunter saying and raising his hand and saying, I'm here. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes in the past. Uh, but what you think happened never happened. And he wanted to bring that to light publicly. Do you think that this is going to be an ongoing strategy? I mean, are we going to hear more from Hunter Biden? Because Republicans are cert certainly not letting this go anytime soon. Does that mean Hunter Biden's going to be in front of the microphone for the next few months? Well, I, I hope his story is told because the Republicans have nothing. And, and, and in fact, what you will see the more you learn is that Hunter Biden, just like millions of Americans, was an addicted person who made mistakes in his personal life, had a father and a mother who loved him very, very much and helped him, and he's been clean for many, many years. But what's sick and perverse about this, and I say that as somebody who has a loved one that I've helped fight addiction, is that Republicans would weaponize his addiction because they have never accepted his father as a legitimate president of the United States. And so it's time to play on the Republican side of the field and say, if you want to talk about this, let's have a public hearing and talk about this. But that's not what they want because they have nothing. And so they will continue, whether it was through a violent insurrection to overturn the election or now through this impeachment inquiry or through the speculation around the president's son, they'll use every weapon in government to try and throw out Joe Biden. Okay, let's do some rapid-fire stuff, and then we're going to go into a music section and a quick TikTok to a quick woke and close us out. Here is Trump is going to... He, he said something, as usual, inartful about their, pollute, their, their poisoning the blood of America. The Democrats with terrorists and blah, blah, blah. So the media, they did migrants, and they excluded that portion. Which is, once again, par for the course, but he's a moron because he says stuff that can be parsed. So you screw yourself. Stop being a dumbass. <clears throat> and then Scarborough with democracy is going to end. I'm just going to let it run, and you're going to see a video of Biden making up numbers. And I just want to make sure we never miss this because this, once again, we have an administration who's had cocaine, 
fucked up the economy, been total pains in the ass, and he talks like this, and we used to spend hours with Trump that he's mentally deranged. He should be in a hospital. He's physically incapable because he walked funny down a ramp. But we've had this guy do fucking dirt dives and all sorts of stupid shit, and he never completes a full sentence. And, and let me not, before we move on, I caught that Swalwell said it's J6, but I, you know, now why get hyper? Everything's J6, uh, 9-11, worse than the war, 1812, blah. Trump under fire. The former president using language that echoes white supremacists and Nazi Germany. On Saturday in New Hampshire, Trump intensified his anti-immigrant statements. Controversial comments about undocumented immigrants. Comments over the weekend attacking immigrants. Ramping up his attacks on immigrants using phrases that have clear ties to white supremacy and Hitler. Ed, a lot of jaws dropped listening to the former president's words over the weekend. Comments the White House called grotesque and that the Biden campaign compared to Nazi rhetoric. The Biden campaign accusing Trump of parroting Adolf Hitler. Writing Trump parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un, and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president. Trump also called North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un very nice, and he quoted Russian President Vladimir Putin. The former president also praising dictators, lavishing praise on dictators. But only one of Trump's Republican rivals have blasted him for the remark. He's disgusting. Beyond Chris Christie, though, I haven't seen as much explicit criticism from fellow Republicans. That's crass politics for you, Gail. Yeah, they say it's getting more explicit. It's getting worse. Uh, I am still shocked by the clowns uh, who claim to be media critics out there. Uh, it's absolute clowns that that attack the media for reporting this. And and sounds like you just don't get it. You don't understand his connection with the audience. You just have to understand. But you're actually helping him by focusing on, you know, saying he's fascist. It's getting more explicit. And the fact that fools that are covering the horse race would somehow attack writers, journalists for, re for recording this and putting it to the readers without an explanation. Oh, but he also is talking about economics that they related to. Uh, seems to somehow... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, talk about uh, miss the much bigger point that we're in the fight uh, for for American democracy, and he's becoming more and more explicit on how he wants to take American democracy down. Yeah, Jonathan Lemire, let me ask you though, uh, we, you know, one year from now, um, it could be over. American democracy could be over. Donald Trump, one year from now, could win. Uh, he's told us what he's going to do. Uh, so when I say American democracy is going to be over, it's, I haven't said this. Donald Trump's a guy that said it. He's the one that's talking about executing generals that are uh, not loyal enough to him. The guy that's talking about terminating the Constitution if it gets in the way of his power. He's a guy that's talking about taking off news networks that he disagrees with. He's a guy that's talking about uh, prosecuting and putting in jail people who disagree with him. He's the one saying that. So a year from now, it can all be over. The American experiment at an end, one year from now. So let me ask you, with that being the case, and with Joe Biden's poll numbers getting worse, 
Why is the White House going around singing, don't worry, be happy? Because that's basically what they're saying. Why does Joe Biden still have all of his campaign people inside the White House? When are they going to go out and start working on the campaign, not of his lifetime, of our lifetime? When are they going to start acting? Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. And remember, guys like this are good guys. Richard Stingle. Why do many Americans always think crime is going up and economies go down? They're both wrong. Are you on crack? Are you on crack? Here's uh, Chucklehead. Uh, somehow I fucked all this shit up. Uh, screw it. Um, community notes. Scott Kareem, Jared, John DePierre. Today we got more good economic moves. 199,000 jobs created last month. A total of 14.1 million created under President Biden. That's Bidenomics. Every week I'm covering that. That is a lie. Fake, a, a different universe of facts. That's what we were told under Trump. So I'm going to have a protein shake. Then I'm going to make faces because it's going to hurt. So then we get this, and this is kind of scary. I've discovered exactly how the federal government's sneakily going to turn freedom-loving Americans into a surveillance state like China through the manipulation of terms resilience. It's called the Federal Plan for Equitable Long-Term Recovery and Resilience. The conspiracy for this transformation was hatched by the Federal Interagency Work Group and their partners in March 2020. Resilience requires using a critical theory lens, racism, to decide who gets federal resources and how these resources are spent equitably. To ensure equitable outcome in the federal plan, a new framework created by Wellbeing and Nation, WIN, network changes how our nation measures health to be through a racial justice lens. Their goal is the destruction of capitalism and shifting how we do an economy. Um, I'm going to play two videos of it. If you don't think this is what the, the Democrats are doing, and that when you go and vote this November, or next November, and all of a sudden you can't even get food stamps because you're the wrong race? Come back to episode... What the fuck episode are we on? 755. My God, I'm almost at 800. Come to 755. You'll remember this shit. It's taken a pandemic to help us realize just how sick our world has become. We've been slaves to materialism, building our personal empires and countries' economies. We convinced ourselves that life was great. We ignored the cost to ourselves, other people, and our planet. When COVID-19 arrived, it forced us to stop. We had time to question our way of life. If we had done things differently, could we have been better prepared? We've realized we can't go on as before. How can we say our economies are thriving when the cost to our societies is so high? There is a way out of this, and we all have a part to play. Countries should be measuring their success by the well-being of their people and the environment they live in, not just by deals and trade, profits made on products that are threatening our world and our own survival. We need to stop pursuing the same old self-destructive priorities and create conditions for people to live better lives. Health should be factored into everything, both globally and locally. Some countries are already getting this right. 
Bhutan has a gross national happiness index, where indicators such as living standards, community vitality, and psychological well-being drive a more meaningful and sustainable way of life. New Zealand has a well-being budget, which uses human health, safety, and flourishing to assess the success of its policies. The UAE's happiness agenda ensures the government prioritizes happiness across all its policies, while Finland and other Nordic countries have adopted a health in all policies approach. But more of us need to come together and hold each other accountable to promote better living and turning it into real action to transform our lives. COVID-19 has cost the world dearly, but it's also given us a chance to change the path that we're on and create the future we want. The Federal Plan for Equitable Long-Term Recovery and Resilience, also called ELTRR or the Federal Plan, is supposedly infusing federal funding into communities hit hard by the pandemic to make them more resilient against future disasters. Under this pretext, Radical policy changes will be expected in these local economies to foster what they call resilience. Changes not just in health, but in education, housing, employment, transportation, food, water, justice, climate, etc. The recommendations instituted through the federal plan will affect what children will be taught in school, because it will teach them to think like a communist, how communities are planned and budgeted, giving preferential treatment based on skin color, how much water can be used and what kind of food can be purchased, decided by equity and sustainability, and more. Measuring resilience will require collecting invasive amounts of data on children, adults, businesses, and other entities, which will be gathered and evaluated, tracked through indices like these, and then scored and judged based upon whether or not their behavior is contributing to the resilience or health of their communities. Social credit system ahoy! Essentially, the federal plan and its vital conditions framework are being used as a backdoor way of implementing the totalitarian targets of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs. It will transform America's capitalist economy to what's deceptively termed a well-being economy, where growth isn't measured anymore by gross domestic product, or GDP, but by very subjective indicators of well-being and health that will need government intervention and constant monitoring to ensure everyone has equal outcomes and resilience. This is communism, folks, and this is where you come in. Please retweet this tweet thread, tag your representatives in Congress that you can find at this link, as well as the Judiciary Committees, and call on them to do a full investigation into the federal plan, the interagency work group behind it, and their partners in the private sector. Read this tweet thread, and watch the YouTube video I made on it linked below for the full story. All right, for a pull up the vid, that's just par for the course. I mean, if you don't think they're doing it once again, you're stoned. Everything is about them consolidating power and ensuring that they get their little itsy-bitsy demos, all the free shit, and fuck over everybody else. If they had it their way, without a doubt, folks, if you do not believe all this stuff, you'll be in a re-education re camp. They've said those words. It's not like I'm, you know, just 
doing crazy shit. That, that's who these people are. They are the fascists they scream about. They're, they're, there's total proof. It's been that way since day one. So, good to do quick, two quick songs and then a third just quickly to show you something because it was pretty amazing. When- All right. It got eaten out. So, here's, here's the video because it got eaten the first time. The freaking speaker was fucked up. Cute song. All right. I'm trying to shorten this down because I know you might not lock the whole so- lock lock the whole song. I think it's a cute damn song. I can understand. I could literally see this if you know you, you got a crush and what what came to mind to me because it doesn't matter where I go now because the one time we did a segment on Taylor Swift and knuckle fuck that she's dating and. I can't get away from that. You know, these two are ever you are TikTok, Instagram. I, I don't follow it, but it just feeds it. Because if you just look once, well, that's what they do. So what I thought when I heard the song and I was out in the dark and um, it was actually today. I went out today and it was stupid. It was 21 degrees. Um, super cold, freezing my ass off. I got major pain over here because I, I had a procedure yesterday and something it ruined my back and then i was in a position for a long time that did something here to this part of my intestine and it hurts like shit so i feel like garbage it's frozen and i didn't report but i i went walking like two days ago and the place i've been walking since may 2022 and I do the same walk. It started out was two miles and three, four, five, whatever. I'm at six. Um, and I'm coming back up the hill, and there's cop cars all around my car. And then they run down the hill. I mean, they're hauling ass in this in this blazer. And he goes, are you Anthony Coke? Yes. Turn your helmet light off. Get in the car. We're driving up. And they go through my car, and they do all this shit. The only thing I'm lucky is they didn't check the center console because I had my nine mil, which I haven't. A permit so I mean technically it is the base but it's on the edge of the base and they start quoting regs that I'm not supposed to be walking there and it's a range and I'm like you know here here's the deal dudes I don't want to be a dick you're just doing your job and you're bored I get it it's five o'clock in the goddamn morning it's cold you're driving around and you finally do a check here 
He tries to cut me off. No, stop. You finally do a check, and you see a car parked on Golden, Golden Eagle FLS, but not on the range, on a trail, and it's parked. And you go to discover it, and now you got something to do, and you get a call, and you get to show that you did something today. But six months ago, I'm on post, and I'm walking in the memorial on the road with the walking trail, and you guys surround me like I'm fucking Al-Qaeda, and ask me what I'm doing, and I'm like, I got a helmet light on the front and back, and I'm walking with a road guard vest. It's pretty obvious I'm working out. So I stopped walking there, because then you guys keep driving past me. I mean, I know I'm wearing a, a jacket and sweats, and I might look like a homeless person working out, but it's cold as fuck. So, I mean, I'm not going to go out there and running pants like some weirdo dude like they do now with basically Lululemon for men with your dick hanging out. I don't, that's not me. I'm not doing that. Got a pair of sweats on, like a man, and a jacket, and a stocking cap. So I know I might look rough. But I, I'm just working out. So I come here, and I do it for over a year every day. The only day I haven't walked there was a couple rainstorms when I go to Crunch Gym in the last couple months and Christmas Day last year. Every other day I'm out there, walking the same time, same place, same car, same everything. You never said shit. You've driven past me on the hardball. You yourself, sir, have driven past me. Ask me, are you okay? I'm walking. Well, it was daylight. So there's a Cam Pam reg that you can't be out here in the dark. Well, I'm sick. It's 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm going walking. So the next day I go on post. I'm so sick of driving 20 mi- or 16 miles to go take a walk. Because the wife won't let me walk down by the river because she's afraid people are doing meth and all this shit. And they used to, but now it's a military establishment. It's... It used to be Lock C, where they actually put vehicles on barges and take the barges to docks, and then they ship them overseas. It's quicker than rail. So it's locked off. There's nobody down there sniffing crack, but she still won't let me walk, and I can walk like eight miles down there and carry my gun. I'd be just fine. Nobody's going to fuck with me. So I decided to say fuck it, and I go walk back on post, and I just drive down a dirt trail, park the car in some woods, Nobody sees it. Get out and I walk. And it's cold. And it's miserable. So long story to get to the cliff note. And I thought every person on the planet who has a crush on one of them is probably listening to the song. Because now it's so frontal. She dated people. He dated people. But it was never frontal. You didn't have on, you know, 24-7 coverage of everything these two kids are doing because they're kids. They're 34. But now you do. And it's about a guy catching his girl cheating. And I think, man, this song is like spot on for the world we're living in. So that's their first one. The second one I can't stand, though I put it on there, and I love her. She's my chick. So um, somebody told you. And this is pretty catchy. That's a small fucking video. The drummer looks like uh, the dude who did uh, Ant-Man and what the fuck is his name? Oh. I actually kind of like this one, especially because the drummer's making those sex faces, that bad porno. 
Dicker soll mal All right, so it's basically a really a lot of songs, which I, seems to be in this lovesick mood that I've been in. <laughs> Freaking, I have like a, a, a fit, affinity for all these songs about dudes crushing on people, which is I think is really cute. I, 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 I missed the whole phase of my life because I never did crush and then love. You know, I didn't do any of that shit. I went straight to love and I missed crush. So it's cute. And once again, the emailer, Nis not Taylor Swift. Um, here comes uh, the one that I really want us to watch because this is pretty cool. So the band that I've annoyed the shit of you guys out with, I've been playing Sleep Token back and back and I promise I won't do it anymore. But this is a pretty cool video, so I want to play it. They go do their big finale tour, went through the U.S. in small venues, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And they never played Wembley Arena in London. And so they go to play this. And the lead singer, Vessel, and there's one, two, and three, or one, two, three, yeah, one, two, three. He loses his voice in the middle of the concert. Now, he hasn't played Apparition, which hurts my soul, because I want to hear it live. It's kind of like a perfect circle, Judith. You know, I love that song. I've seen them twice, and they've never played it because Maynard doesn't want to play it. It's about his mom. And I love the song. So I'm assuming because the lyrics, this song he just doesn't want to play because it must be real. There's been enough now that he's no longer a small band, there's been a lot of research and now we know he's a geeky dude. Talented as shit because I don't care what anybody says. Sundowning and Take Me Back to Eden are epic albums. Take Me Down to Eden, Take Me Back to Eden is literally a fucking opera. It's like some queen shit. And it's better than any bullshit we have on our TV. It's better than any fucking buddy who's going to win a goddamn Grammy come to Grammys, whenever the hell that is. Because this is really good music. I mean, this is seriously different genre bending crap. But, as one of my gods, Corey Taylor said, the problem with this band is it's so different. It's going to take a long time for it to take hold because it's just different. When Slipknot came out, they were very different. And it took a long time for them to get enough of an audience to start getting traction, right? So Iowa, which is a classic album, wasn't popular for a while until they came out with all their other albums, and then all of a sudden, boom. You know, All Hope is Gone comes out, Great Chapters. We, and I don't like the new stuff, but I mean, it's, it's a lot of good shit. So, finally, getting to the point again, they have this used concert, 
And what they do is instead of killing it because it was halfway done and saying, we'll give you refunds, they go, you guys know the lyrics. So what we're going to do is we're going to play. And these great artists, which I'm watching a drumio today, Matt O, of two, who's the founding member of Sleep Token, and he's going to drum all the songs, and I'm going to watch that shit religiously because it's really good. This guy's good. I mean, it's good drums. Um, they, the crowd took over. They said, you guys know it, sing it. And they sung, sung it. So this is one of the songs after they announce it, and it's the summoning and if you go out and just Google or go to TikTok and put in the summoning, every hot chick on planet Earth that's into this type of music is doing a sexy dance to this shit. It is without fail. It's just without fail. They're calling it new genre. It's cum metal, which is vulgar as fuck, but I think you know where they're going with it. So here it is. This is the summoning by the audience. Hey, guys. How's it going? So, Vessel can't sing, but you Cult. guys can. He should be in hospital. You guys need to sing with us. In the gay garage. We're doing the set. He's staying on stage. Maybe he'll do a couple of lines here and there, but he's not well. So, we're doing the set. You guys got to be loud, okay? No, it's so fucking cool, man. It's about to start. Oh, let, me, let me bump it. Oh, let me bump it again. And for the record, if I was there, I'd been screaming that fucking shit. I love this song. So they go through the whole thing. And it's just a crowd. They finish it. There you go. You will see this every damn girl on the planet. 
So the, I just thought that was amazing because it was the whole concert, basically. I think it was 40 minutes in, an hour of the crowd singing the songs for the band, and they played, and there were no complaints. There was no, I want my money back. There was, we love this band so much, fuck it. At least they played, and we got to see them, and that that wouldn't happen in America, and it wouldn't happen with any band we have now, nor artist. I, I just don't see it happening, because most of the stuff we see today is presentation. It's a show. I mean, it would be great. I, I'm sure you know a Taylor Swift concert would be amazing to watch because it is a big show. I mean, there's production value and you have dancers and you know I saw a setup because I I get a lot of music stuff. And I get this music thing on, um, you know, uh, different concerts. And it was metal is, you know, mostly what I listen to. So there was this whole thing on how Metallica would come in and they would actually be playing to way more people than Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift's set and screen and everything is so huge that they have to block off a third of the stadium. Whereas they have a smaller screen, it's wide, but it's a thinner one, and they just fill that fucking thing, and they've been filling it from day one, and so as it went on, they didn't make as much money as Taylor Swift, because hers was like a billion dollars, I think, which is insane, Um, but they played more people than anybody had ever played, and you know, it was just as a diverse crowd because, you know, everybody knows Metallica. I mean, I would go to a Metallica concert in Hopper. That would be really kind of cool. Um, but anyway, want to do a couple songs. Promised the wife I'd do this one. I cut it down because I'm sure people don't want to listen to a full song. If you've, you've been with the podcast, you know, Jump, yeah, that's what we used to do. We used to have song breaks, and um, it was kind of fun. So going to move on to TikTok. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. Welcome back to State of the Union. I'm Jake Tapper. As the world's climate nears a breaking point, world leaders are in the UAE, of all places, this weekend, hammering out an agreement to try to stop rising temperatures. Experts insist you cannot do that without phasing out fossil fuels, but oil-producing nations are pushing back strongly on that, not surprisingly, including the host of the climate conference. And joining me now is former Vice President Al Gore. Vice President Gore, thanks so much for joining us. So you were just with world leaders at the COP28 Global Climate Summit, being hosted by the UAE, one of the biggest oil-producing countries in the world. The president of the summit is the CEO of a state-run oil company who recently said that there's no science to support phasing out fossil fuels. That's obviously not true. This all feels like having an arsonist host a, a fire prevention seminar. Do you have any hope that something substantive can actually come out of this? Well, uh, Jake, uh, they've they've overreached. <laughs> the fossil fuel industry has sought to control and manipulate uh, this process for a long time. 
They're way better at capturing politicians than capturing emissions. But they've gone too far, and I think that it, uh, it could possibly end up as a kind of blessing in disguise because it has awakened a lot of people to how absurd this situation is. It, it does look like, like uh, the, the 2024 election will come down to President Biden uh, versing, versus uh, former President Trump. Um, and I'm wondering what you think uh, the world would look like under uh, uh, President Trump uh, being reelected, which is certainly uh, a possibility, not only when it comes to the climate, uh, but also when it comes to democracy. Well, I saw the other day where he pledged to be a dictator on day one, and you kind of wonder uh, what it'll take for people to uh, believe him when he tells us uh, who he is. And, uh, you know, the, the solution to political uh, despair is political action. And for those in, in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and independents who love American democracy and who want to preserve our capacity to govern ourselves uh, and solve our problems, now's the time uh, to get active. You know, there's a, there's a mental health crisis around the world, Jake, that we hear people talking about. I think that one of the main reasons for that uh, is that young people look uh, at the fact that we are not yet solving the climate crisis or dealing with some of these other challenges. Uh, and we hear this word thrown around, polycrisis. Well, solving the climate crisis is a poly solution. We know what to do. We have the means to do it. And we have to make sure uh, that we make the right political. Something potentially amazing happened in Dubai today at the COP28 International Climate Summit. Delegates from nearly 200 nations agreed to a deal to transition away from fossil fuels. Now, I say potentially because it is only just that, a deal with potential. While the wording was a breakthrough, it still stopped short of calling for a complete phase-out of fossil fuels. The agreement is also non-binding, so what will it actually do, functionally speaking? Joining us now, Presidential Distinguished Professor of Earth and Environmental Science at the University of Pennsylvania and author of the new book, Our Fragile Moment, How Lessons from Earth's Past Can Help Us Survive the Climate Crisis, Michael Mann. Michael, it is good to have you. Um, I think, you know, when you look at what happened today at, at COP28 and you're just looking from the outside, it does seem pretty major. Is it a big deal? Can it potentially be a big deal? Yeah, good to be with you, Katie. And, um, you know, I would say it's sort of mixed. Uh, you know, uh, promising to transition away from fossil fuels, I liken it to being told by your doctor that you have diabetes, you've been diagnosed with diabetes, and you'll promise to transition away from donuts. Uh, <laughs> transitioning away isn't enough. We need to phase out fossil fuels and we need to do so rapidly. We need to bring down carbon emissions 50% by 2030 and down to zero by the middle of the century. And I don't think that this agreement really meets that moment. It doesn't really speak to the urgency of a dramatic and immediate need to transition quickly off of fossil fuels. Do these summits do anything? Are they worthwhile? Well, I mean, there were some, uh, you know, positive developments here. There was a, an agreement on methane, and methane is a greenhouse gas, and it adds to the warming. But the the, the central problem. Okay, yeah, that's a negatron on that, Batman. Uh, we can't do TikTok because we're too far. And so I, I went straight into Lowoke, 
and you got to see all sorts of fun climate. Because now we're back to, you know, it's always Biden fucks up, something fucks up. We go to climate. It's it's the world we live in. I don't understand it. Um, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't. Sorry, I'm burping. That protein drink just makes me want to vomit. So it's Jake Tapgor, Tapper. Allegories, doomsday view of climate change, and do summits matter? Katie Turr, climate meeting. USA Today. The weather is getting cold. Global warming is still making weird weather. It's winter. My God, you people, are you fucking serious? We remember global cooling, global warming, climate change, climate crisis, climate emergency. That's what we don't fucking know what we want to call it. Sex is cool. Oh, see, this is all out of order. I don't know what the fuck happened. Sex is cool, but have you ever shut down a luncheon honoring the CEO of Exxon in front of four million online viewers? Eat shit, Darren. Yeah. Those are nice people. They're really nice. Good people. So let's go to our tranny stuff. We got a teacher and we got some person. I didn't listen to these, but you know, it's not a show without a uh, trans ideology lecture from some person that proves, and I, once again, don't care. Be a goat. Fuck a goat. Goat. I don't care. But it's obvious these people have a mental illness. I am a non-binary middle school special education teacher and only my two paraprofessionals know that I'm non-binary because that's not like a conversation I want to have with parents and admin right now. Anyway, one of my students said that I was a beautiful king the other day and that was just so affirming. It gave me the gender euphoria. Have a good day. If you're a teacher and you consider yourself to be an ally to queer students, I'm sure you already know to ask them their preferred name and their preferred pronouns, but don't overlook the importance of asking them who you can use these pronouns and this name in front of. So ask, can I use it in front of your parents, your classmates, other teachers, administration, everything like that. It's just as important to protect the identity of your students as it is to honor it. Both of those are teachers. I didn't catch that, but let's do the math on that. Why is somebody teaching special needs who is special needs i don't care what you say you have a mental illness if you're questioning your gender unless you were born with a combination of male and female genitalia if you have that then it is and there are people that get born with inner ovaries and a penis or a vagina and testicles it happens and then doctors make decisions. And that, I could see the way they say that's wrong. I don't know. I don't care because I don't get wrapped up in this shit because it's just rules, everything we talk about. Then there's this one. That's a man, baby. Trans woman crashes NBC Michigan women's panel. I'm not going to vote for a Republican. I'm trans. I feel like that's almost like it's almost like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to Democrats, I just don't really see anyone who really feels like they will be a strong pick who is running. So are you 
saying that you at this point are planning to vote for President Biden, but reluctantly? Very reluctant. He didn't crash it. They knew he was there because they consider him a woman. And I, I disagree. I just disagree. I, I've said it firmly, and it's none of my business, and I don't care, and I won't protest, and I, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't get wrapped up into it. I don't get excited. I don't lose sleep because I don't fucking care. Chop your wang, then your girl. We have to have a standard on something. It can't be, I just believe. I believe I'm a rich man, and I look like Travis Kelsey, and every woman in the world wants me doesn't make it so. I'm an ugly old dude. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Charts that make you go home. This is the charitable giving. And look where it is. Of course, it's down south. It's where we all care for things. Student failed quiz. We're saying men can't get pregnant. That doesn't surprise you. Federal court will allow four cisgender runners to sue Connecticut trans-inclusive policy. Uh, of course. This is a teacher in Tennessee from Sparta. All sorts of freak the fuck out. Once again, I, I don't care. unless it, This is no different in my mind than teaching rate, critical race and worse to some people on the planet. Teaching religion. If you can't teach religion in school, then you can't teach this shit. Gen Z suffer from menu anxiety when dining out with many too scared to order their own meals because we treated them like they're 12. New Civil War series coming out. That's where we're going to be. Florida Alliance, Second Republic of Texas. Yeah. Hmm. Mom's demand. This is the type of toy you sell in your store. No color marking to show that these are toys or problem. Blah, 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 blah. That's a yellow gun. That's a yellow gun. Get the fuck out of it. That's a cool toy, though. I'm trying to see replies. Somebody says they're tight as fuck. Yeah, that's a cool-ass toy. Hannah Nicole, we haven't talked about her. Ida B. Wells, or, yeah. Tens of thousands of students are qualified to get into Ivy League schools. Most won't. None deserve it. None, no college lineups at all. Score, test scores and GPAs take top 1,000, 1,000 seats. But those rejections only seem to matter if you think a black person got it instead. Folks bragging about the kid get, playing a violin. Okay, fuck you. I'm not going to even cover this because you're a fucking asshole. If it was reversed, you'd have a problem. And that's in a school. Metro schools. I think it's Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where we're at. So let's do some lighter fare. Oh, oh, oh. Let's have some Christmas cheer. Oh, on this meme he yells, Santa. Because he likes Santa Claus. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, these Christmas memes are so fun. We're so holly and jolly. Good cheer for Come sit on my lap. Oh, ho, 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 holy sh! That's hilarious. 
What a holly jolly time of year. What a good day we're all having. Oh, oh, oh. No, wrong. It's Advent. We suffer. These are sad boy hours. Do you understand that? This is ash. By the, just again to confirm, this is ash. I am wearing ash and sackcloth. That is called penance. This is not blackface. We're, today we're gonna suffer. That's right, this advent, we're looking at, we're looking at some of those delectable left-wing memes. Favorite color is red, beautiful and bushy mustache, knows if you've been bad or good. <laughs> everyone is equal. When did Santa say everyone is equal? Santa does not deliver presents to Jewish kids or Muslim kids. Oh, 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 oh. Mohammedans can't have presents. They're not welcome here. Do you think Sharia allows Christmas? Ugh, I don't want to do Thanksgiving dinner. My uncle is going to be there and he's super racist. Meanwhile, Ugh, I don't want to do Thanksgiving dinner. My nephew is going to be there and he's super open-minded and understanding. This comic is literally the equivalent of, like, if I were to do a comic where the right-winger goes, well, I have to go see my cousin who's a socialist this Thanksgiving. And then in the other panel, the socialist is standing in front of a communist flag and goes, uh What was that? Sorry, I'm sorry. I was in the middle of a joke. Please, no. And you interrupted me. No. I told you not to interrupt me. Don't interrupt me with notifications when I'm recording a video. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. Guys, all right. I asked for left-wing memes to fix. And instead, you sent me a right-wing meme to agree with. I've made a commitment to fix all of these memes. And you sent me a right-wing one, so now I have to make it left-wing. Not nearly enough text yet. Hold on. I don't think people... Hold on. I don't think people... I don't think people are going to get the point yet. Give me a second. I need a little more. Okay, there we go. I feel like I still could have used more text, but... Oh, does that make my point? Does my point come across? Do you think people will get what I'm saying? Socialist, social... These people literally think socialism is when someone does something good. That literally... If you have done something good, you are a socialist. H how is Charlie Brown the undiagnosed manic depressive? George Bailey went from wanting to kill himself to having the, the holliest, jolliest time of his life within like a 10 minute span. Oh golly, I sure wanna kill myself. Oh shucks, I hate being alive. When will the pain just end? I wish I was never born, oh golly. And then it's like, oh, it's Christmas, everybody! Oh, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! It's the best day of my life! We're giving angels their wings! Oh, oh come on, Mary, we're, we're gonna put an addition on the house! George, what are you doing? No, we're gonna make an addition on the house! We're gonna put an addition on the house! That's gonna be amazing! We're gonna make the house twice as big! George, you have to stop! You're scaring the family! Oh, come on! Take a hammer, help me out! There was one manic depressive. It is not Charlie Brown. Like, Charlie Brown is just depressed. You know, I don't feel I've been sufficiently humbled. I'm, I made all these memes, and honestly, they just made me feel good about myself. They made me think, hey, I'm cool. I'm gonna find, I'm just gonna have to find people talking shit about me online. Um, that'll humble me. And where will they do that? Reddit, let's see what Reddit has to say about me. 
<laughs> F them for making that video about a World War II soldiers would be upset with modern anti-fascists. F Freedom Tunes. <laughs> Hold on, that's a banger. It's a great tweet. Oh no, I tackled. Yeah, this is, the, this is my first time tackling LGBTQ issues. I can already tell. Why is the video just someone lighting themselves on fire? Why wouldn't it be? That's hysterical. That's not funny. This is funny. I retweeted something about January 6th, and all he all he I tweeted something at him about January 6th, and all he replied is no, and I got ratioed. F him and his freedom ass. Is this the same guy? Is this the same dude? This guy's really upset. I tried to call the guy out on Twitter, and all he said was no, and got and ended up arguing with idiots, and he spectate. <laughs> He's every year he posts about this. Dude, I my 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 darn freedom ass. I cringe every time I think about this guy because I was subscribed to him for way too long. Super glad I've grown as a person. I feel you way too much. I remember when I thought his videos were really interesting, as the red pill rabbit hole goes. Lameo. Yeah, I thought the same way, but I, I got lucky. But I got lucky enough to prove myself before I went too far down the rabbit hole. If you're ashamed of the person you used to be, it means you've grown from there. Hold on. Is this a support group for recovering Freedom Tunes fans? Are these my alpha widows? Um, what about Shamer? What about my podcast? Is Shamer on Reddit? Seamus Coglin, Reddit. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Those of you who saw my last meme review video. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. This is a great meme. This is a really good meme. What does this have to do with Planned Parenthood? Uh, how could you be so in your own echo chamber that you don't know? Yeah, all right, this person knows. Saying abortion is murder is laughable considering their pro-death penalty. Yeah, unlike you, you're against the death penalty. As long as they don't do something really fucked up, like be a fetus. I actually know who made this. It's Seamus Coughlin, Freedom Tunes. I saw him make this during his latest awful left-wing meme correction video. Hold on, you saw me make it? Don't act like you ain't really a fan. What do you mean you saw me make it? You saw me make it? You're obsessed, you love me. You should watch the full 18-minute cut of this video at freedomtunes.com. Become a member. Become a member, you'll get an extra cartoon each week. You'll get this. You get to watch it. It'll be great. Go over to Freedom Tunes. Ah, that's some good shit. So, that wraps up another episode of Flavor Politic Podcast. Share with your family and friends. Go to Flavor Politic with K at SoundCloud, Rumble, 482-467, podcast at gmail.com. We'll do the next podcast on the 24th of December, year of our Lord, 2023. It'll just be TikTok. A couple of fun things. Any big news that comes out, we'll close it out. Till then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't get the yeah, yes. Enjoy the Christmas season. It's about to, it's about over already. Just something like yesterday, I put my freaking teary up and Christmas is a few days away. So, as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.